Spring is in full bloom. Are your finances? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments, all with no annual fees or interest. With Chime's Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com slash build. That's Chime.com slash build. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, and welcome to Financials Podcast, Future Rich. I am your host, Barbara Ginty, and I am also, as you all know by now, I hope, a CFP, which stands for a Certified Financial Planner. And I am here with my guest today, Heather. Hi, Heather. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Thanks for joining. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Well, why don't you tell um, me and our guest uh, or our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure, yeah. So I am a student enrolled at the University of Central Florida. I graduate December 2020, so this year I'll be graduating. Um, I currently babysit, I nanny, and I fill in at a gift shop. Um, And I just got hired at Publix, and I had my first shift there yesterday, so just a little bit more of an income during these times. Uh, Yes, for our listeners, we are currently... I think your state, because you're in Florida, you said? Yes, Florida. Um, you, so I think you're, you have the mandate to um, shelter in place or stay at home. We do, whatever. yes. So a lot of those babysitting jobs uh, have just been canceled because a lot of the families are home or, you know, working from home. So there really is no need for me to be there. So I had to kind of scramble and apply to a local grocery store here. That's great, though. That's what I like to hear because it's always my advice, and I feel like I I give it a lot, and not everyone likes when I say, like, <laughs> you need to get another job. Yes. <laughs> um, and I'm sure Publix wasn't your top choice because I'm sure you liked babysitting and nannying, course, but I think yes. that's really prudent. Yes. So tell us a little bit about um, how old – so you're still in school, so how old are you? Yes, I am 24 years old. Okay. And are you living on campus? I don't know. Or... I'm living at, uh, in an apartment with my boyfriend off campus. Okay. Yeah, I live like 20 minutes from the school, 25 minutes, so it's not too bad of a commute either. That's not too bad. Okay, well then give us a little bit of, so I know your financials probably are going to be a little bit different going forward because you had a change, but tell us a little bit about what they were like and what you think they're going to be like. Yeah, so um, for the year 2019, I pulled in around 19,000 or almost 20,000 for the year. Um, so I think that's going to drastically change. Um, and you know, I plan month to month, kind of like a budget, how much I'm bringing in, how much I'm spending and where just on a worksheet. And, um, I can already see just the impact of everything and think it'll be very different in the coming months. Oh no. Okay. Well, let's, so, and then, so let's talk about with, 
what it was before and then we'll figure out what to do about what it's going to be like going forward until this is over. What were your big bills? Are you paying for tuition? Are you using student loans? Yeah, so I have gotten most of the money from school through financial aid, just grants. So the school just giving me money and that's based on, of course, my income. And because I am 24 now, I am considered independent, even though I've been living on my own. Um, So a lot of that income was reflected from my parents. So I got a good amount of financial aid. And during the course of, I think it was like fall 2018, I had to take out loans because at one point my parents were making too much. So I had to go ahead and pay and I had to take out a total of $5,400 in loans. Okay. And that's it so far? That's it. Yeah. And I've been paying them off as I go because with the other semesters, I've gotten more grants um, and grades uh, for schooling and they would give me more or less. So I currently have been paying it off and my new balance is 3400 So my goal is to try and pay it off prior to graduation. But So that'll be great. So then you'll come out of school with no debt. Yes, that's that's the goal. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's really, really good. Okay, so you, you're paying mon- money uh, monthly towards your, your one student loan, and then you're, you either have a grant, but you're not actually contributing to tuition. It's not one of your bills. No. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, and then, so what do your bills look like? What do you have to pay for? Yeah. Uh, um, so I currently have a car lease. I'm leasing my car. So that's around, I think, 247 every month. Okay. So I have that for my lease. I have uh, my car insurance, which is... 149 I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, 149 for my car insurance. Do you mind if I go grab the worksheet really quick? Yeah, no, not okay. at all. Hold on one second. Um, so I'm impressed that you keep the worksheet and that you didn't just do it for the podcast. Yes. No, I've been doing it since – because my goal for 2020 was really to, like, save and bust my butt to try and get um, this loan paid off. Like, that is my goal. I don't want to graduate from school with a loan. And, you know, so I've been – the reason why I'm – 24 and kind of graduating now when you know it's it's hard because I see a lot of friends on Facebook or Instagram and they've graduated a year or two years prior to me and they're done you know some of them are going off to med school and I'm like oh I'm like behind but I you know have taken semesters off to work and I've had to you know I'd spend my summers in New York working to get money so yeah like some of my tuition I've you know paid out of pocket for but then I got lucky and as I turned 23 and became kind of that independent in that independent bracket, I've gotten more money for my financial aid. That's great. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the reason, so the reason, so you didn't go back to school later. You've just been trying to pay it as you go. Exactly. Yes. That's fine. I, I wouldn't, I, I think it's easy for me to say this, but I, you never know, no one puts up the bad side on, you know, social media. Of like. They never put up like, oh, I owe 40000 in student loan debt. Exactly. Today was a bad day. You yeah. know, so I think there's a lot to be said for taking your time getting through school and getting through debt-free is huge. Right. So like once you're done with school, you can start the next chapter of your life with no constraints. So if you decide you want to up and move or you want to take a job because you think there's a lot of upward trajectory with it, but it's going to be lower income to start, you, you're going to have the ability to afford to do that mm-hmm. for two reasons. One, because you're not going to have any debt coming out of school 
And second, because you were so disciplined to get through school with no debt, you're going to be very good with budgeting going forward. It's it's a learned, it's a habit, right? You right. Once you're in this habit of doing it, it's easier to carry it forward in other scenarios. Right. So I wouldn't, I think you're doing a great job. I think oh, it's going to be great you. that you're going to be done with school and no debt. It, once you start working, it like literally never ends. So yeah. <laughs> as you know, because you're working to get through school. Right. So at least once, you know, if you're two years behind your, you know, your peer group, but you have no debt, I think, then I mean, that's a big difference to have no debt. A lot yeah. of people have debt and it, and it is a huge burden and it kind of changes how you make decisions. Of course, right. Or it can change how you make decisions. Yeah. Okay, so we got the car lease, the insurance. Yes, okay, so car lease, insurance. These are like the bills that like I have to pay. And then of course there's gas and all of that, which I mm -hmm. have been, I've been keeping track since January. So I have like a good idea of kind of like my monthly spending. So um, let's see, I have a rent here for 1300 I think is our rent. Um, yeah, so yes, but my boyfriend, he works full time um, and also goes to school, but he kind of carries like the big expenses of rent. So if I'm doing better and getting more babysitting jobs one month, then I'll pay anywhere from like $350 to $500 a month for rent. Okay. But it's on a fluctuating scale. It is, yes. Okay. So Carly's insurance, do you have a cell phone? I do, yes. I'm on my parents' plan, but I pay them monthly. So it comes out to $35 a month. Okay. And then we have internet, but no cable. Um, so we spend $30 for Wi-Fi, and I take care of the internet. Okay. Um, what else? Um, I think that might be it for every month. Like the necessary spending besides yes. food. Yes. Food and gas. Do you have renter's insurance? I do, yes. I pay that outright. Um, I have insurance through Allstate, and they offered a deal of, like, if you paid it outright, it was 100 something dollars. So I just paid it when it was renewed, when I had to renew it. So I think it's, like, $112 or something like that. Okay, perfect. Yes. Wow, so then you have a really low cost of living. Yes. That's great. So that makes it easier. And this and this will help you when, once you're done with the loan. So what are you putting monthly towards your loan? It's like I'm not really doing a monthly payment per se. Um, this last semester, uh, this spring semester of 2020, financial aid came out with like a $3,500 grant. So that's just free money into your pocket. Um, yep. Because I think I was, I was I'm full time student as well. So um, I use a lot of that towards the loan payment. I think I put $1,000 in and then I like waited a little bit just to make sure I was good. And then I paid another 1000 Okay. And then did you have to put anything towards your, tu your tuition at all? Like no, books or? totally paid for. Um, I did pay for books. Yes. I think I paid around 150 for books. Okay. So it seems like on average, you can kind of get by on $1,000 a month, give yes. or take. Yes. Maybe a little over depending on food costs and gas costs. Right. Okay, that's great. And then what do you? What were you before with nannying and the gift shop and um, babysitting? What were you bringing in about monthly? I know it varies. Yeah, so let's see. In January, I pulled in. So January was like a really busy month. So I pulled in $1,970. That's not including you know, the money dispersed from UCF. That's just what I brought in from nannying, babysitting, and working at the gift shop. 
And then so you're busy because you're a full time student, and then yeah. you have three side jobs. Yes, <laughs> I'm very busy. So it's weird, like when the you know the whole coronavirus happened, because sitting at home almost makes me anxious. Like I feel like I need to be doing something constantly. If I'm sitting, it feels weird. It's like what can I be doing? I should be working. So that's why I went out and got the job at Publix. I need to bring income in, and it feels very odd if I'm not bringing income in. Um, even in high school, I worked. I taught dance classes, I babysat, I nannied, and I worked at a restaurant. So I was doing four things in high school. I mean, I've always just been working, working, working. That's good, though. These are good habits. Yeah. So, so you're going to start, you started at Publix tomorrow, or you started yesterday? I started yesterday training, but I've actually worked at Publix previously. I I was, I worked at Publix in 2013, um, okay. and I was a bagger there, and then I didn't complete a full year there because that's when I ended up moving to New York. My brother offered me a job and I nannied for my nephews, which is awesome. And I also worked in the restaurant there. So I got that restaurant experience. And then, so I'd spend, let's see, June to July and August. So I'd spend like three months there just working, working, working in the restaurant and nannying. And then I'd come back here, pick up and do a semester of school and then also babysit nanny and work in a restaurant here. Wow. Okay. So then now with Publix, do you, th- how much do you think, I would imagine grocery stores are very busy right now. Yes. Um, I'm scheduled for about 20 something hours this week. I make 1150 an hour. Um, okay. so yeah, just hoping to pull in. It's definitely going to be different though, because a lot of the babysitting and nannying is it's cash. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, and it's a lot less than what I made because nannying, I made $15 an hour. Yeah, I was going to say, it's less than what you make, and it's on the table, so to speak, meaning that you're gonna, the government's going to know about it, and so right. you're going to owe tax. So the 1150 is your gross number, not your net number. Yes. So 15 yeah, so for what you would need to make at Publix, it's probably not what they're going to pay at, you know, for that role there. Right. Um, because if you were making 15 cash, it's probably more equivalent to making 18 an hour, you know, on the books. Right. But that's okay. It's still income. It's better than having no income. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And it's temporary. And then once this is over, I'm sure your babysitting jobs and your nanny jobs will be back. And they might even be back in full force because people will have them cooped up at home. (laughs) Yes. Everybody's going to want a nanny and a babysitter to get to go out. Yes. (laughs) Okay, great. So your plan is to use the money that you're going to make from Publix to just supplement your income for the time being. Yes, because everything was cash. There was no documentation. You wouldn't be eligible for unemployment. Right. And, you know, I I did have on the books at um, Partridge Tree. So, like, I would fill in there maybe, like, once or twice a month. Oh, the gift shop. Okay. The gift shop, yeah. So I was on the books a bit. But, like, I mean, it was nothing to what I was working babysitting. Um, like I think and, my tax return, I get, got like $33 back. <laughs> yeah. So the majority of your income was from babysitting and nannying because it was yes. cash and you got a good hourly rate. Yeah. Okay. So I think, and this is always my advice, it's better to have a job and be bringing in some money, which is, it seems like the decision you already came to than mm-hmm. having nothing. Um, it'll just keep you afloat, um, even though it's not exactly, um, what you need. And with your student loan, is it a federal student loan? It is, yes. Perfect. So you can defer payment on that. Yes. That was part of the stimulus package. You don't have to make a payment on that. So depending on yes, how it right. goes with, with Publix, you could always defer make paying that and just focus on the car lease, the insurance, um, the rent, the cell phone, and the Wi-Fi. Right. Now, I have a question. Um, sure. Do you think leasing a car is the best financial decision? Because when I was 
so I, the summer, my first summer I got back from New York, I had no idea how I was going to pay for school. I had no idea how I was in a car. And uh, my aunts are huge into leasing cars and my mom is as well. Um, but I have a lot of people telling me also, like my boyfriend, he bought a Toyota 4Runner. He was lucky. So one of his neighbors, they didn't need the car anymore when he lived at his old place. And so he bought it for like $3,000 cash. It works great. It runs great. And so that's it. Is leasing a car kind of just throwing away money or is it better? In so leasing a, the way to think about it is leasing a car is just like renting an apartment, right? right. You're, it's, you don't own it. You have to give it back or give it up with an apartment when you're done. If you're not a high mileage driver, mm-hmm. you're not going to be putting a lot of miles on it. Right. I don't see anything wrong with leasing a car because, um, for instance, if there's a problem, isn't it covered underneath your lease? You just bring it in and they take care of it? Yes. Yeah. So there's a lot to be said for that. If owning a car and then you take it into the body shop and something goes wrong with it and it's not covered and you have to pay out of pocket. So you're always dealing with a new car. Typically you turn it in and you, they give you a new car. So you're not dealing with any really maintenance for, per se. Right. And as long as you do a manageable lease, I don't see anything wrong with it. Um, where you kind of get in trouble is if you're leasing a car and you're driving a lot of miles. Right. Um, if you're just going back and forth to your apartment in school and you're not putting a ton of miles on it and you're staying within your mileage for the lease, um, I don't see anything wrong with it. It's a really low payment. It's two fifty a month. Um, so, And you can always negotiate with them when it's time to renew the lease. You know, sometimes they want you to put money down and you could just right. say, well, I'm just not going to do it. So you have some negotiating power. They always want you to renew your lease, right? Yes. So I don't see anything wrong with it for the stage that you're in now. Um, Because to save up and buy a car, right, you know, would be a a lot of money. And you need a car right now to get around. And this is a a bit more accessible than trying to buy a car for $15,000 or $17,000 or $20,000, right? So, I mean, I personally lease cars. I don't drive a lot. So I'd rather just make a payment and not have to worry about all the upkeep and maintenance. And then every two or three years, I turn it in and get a new one and I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. That's so that's my view on it as well. You know, I just, I feel like I want to be able to start my car and get from A to B and not have to worry about like a new sound or something on it. You know, if there's any issues, I just go right to the dealership. Yeah. And it's covered and they take exactly. care of it and you go in every six months, they do the oil change and check everything and then you're done. Right. So I don't think there's anything wrong with it. If you were leasing a car for $400, I would say that that is excessive. Right. Um, so I would always try and keep your lease 250 or under. Okay. You know, just spend as little on possible. I always view a car as just getting me from point A to point B. Yes. And then that way I don't think it's a waste of money because for what you're spending a year, right? Right. Is not that is not that expensive. And once you're done with school and a student loan, if you decide you want to save to buy a car, I don't think there's anything that's a that's a great idea. But I think for where you are right now, you're keeping your costs really low and keeping your stress really low. You have three jobs and you're going to school. Like yeah. you don't have you don't want to be worrying about, you know, your car breaking down and right. having to replace the tire or I don't know what goes wrong. I'm not that familiar with cars, but <laughs> Me there's a lot of things that go wrong, you know? Right, exactly. So no, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There's a lot of arguments that you're better off buying. And if you have the wherewithal to buy and, you know, you have the cash available, then yeah, absolutely buy. But at, at this stage, I think you're fine to lease and just keep a, you know, make sure your lease is low and, and then focus on your other financial goals for the moment. All right, awesome. 
good to know. People that drive a lot of miles, because leases typically are cheapest if you're only doing 10,000 miles a year. Right, of course. Or 12,000, and then it's pretty affordable because they add on every time you add mileage. So if you have someone driving 15, 16, $17,000 a year or miles a year, a lease is not going to be favorable, right? Because they're going to have to get the more expensive lease. Of course, right. So yeah, but that's a good question. All right, cool. Thank you. Yeah. So do you have any other questions for me? It sounds like you, you're doing a good job. I'm really excited that you'll graduate school so soon. Are you doing remote learning right now? I am, yes. So I am studying elementary education. Um, so I was in an internship. I was in internship one. There's two internships you have to complete. So that kind okay. of, that got seized. Um, and just other elementary, like, courses that I have to take are online now. So it's been very different. How do you like it? Well, I personally favor online classes. I like to work ahead um, and just <laughs> I like to see what I have to do and then just like try and be ahead of the game. Uh, so I like that. But I see what they're doing next. Yes, exactly. But it's hard. Um, I wanted to be a teacher since first grade. So I've always I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. And I was so looking forward to internship. And then once I got seized because the school is closed, I mean, I was like heartbroken. I feel like I got like robbed out of like what I was waiting for for so long, you know? Yeah, I know. This is a very unique time that we're living through. It is. Yeah. So then what, when you graduate, do you need to get a master's of education to be a teacher? You do not. No, not in the state of Florida. Oh, okay. That's great. I mean, I want to go back. I definitely want to go back for my master's. Um, but I don't know if I'm going to go straight back or maybe work for a year or two and then go, but definitely my goal is to get a master's. Yeah, I definitely think work in it and make sure it's what it's it's what you want. But So that's the plan. So once you graduate, you're going to look for a teaching job. Yes. Great. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah, and you'll be debt free. Yes. <laughs> that's great. But yeah, that's what I would do. I would with the and you should be getting the, um, the stimulus money as well. Right. Um, so you could... What I would do for the moment is just because the public's job isn't going to pay quite as much as your former jobs is I would just keep that um, in case you need it, in case this lasts longer than they think it might. Um, mm-hmm. And then I would defer your loan, your federal loan payment, because you're eligible to do that and then just wait and see how it plays out. Um, because you could always use part of that money to pay off a chunk of the loan. Mm-hmm. But I would just wait and just see how it goes with Publix, And because we might be in this a little longer than I think everyone thought. Yeah. So that you just have some extra cash on the side in case you need it. Yeah. No, that's a great idea. And then we'll have to do a follow-up once you get your teaching job so I can get you saving for retirement. Yes, I would love that. (laughs) Okay, great. Well, let me wrap this up for our listeners. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Future Rich. We are uh, launching a new class here um, so it's probably now because we record pre-record the class will be out. You can find it on www.planancial.com. We have our free class future rich, which is our foundational class. And then we have a new class about student loans and how to tackle those. And we're making it free, uh, during the pandemic. Since everyone is at home, we figured maybe you would want to take a free class. So check, um, you can find all the latest information on Instagram. And if not, check out our website. Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. 
They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.